You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. I am your host, Isaac Watson, and let's go ahead and get this episode started today with a review, by reading a review. I'm going to read this from Ray Radical, and Ray said, Isaac Watson's voice is soothing and very interesting to listen to. The podcast does bring me hope and it is well-rounded. I believe this podcast is relatable to all walks of life. I can turn to this podcast when I'm desiring guidance and need something to listen to that's positive. Church Talk with Isaac has encouraged me and enlightened me. This podcast is down to earth and intentional. Isaac Watson's delivery is personable and his approach is conversational. I really do encourage others to listen to Church Talk with Isaac because it really is a good podcast. Thank you so much for that, uh, Ray Radical. I appreciate your review. I appreciate your words so much. And uh, I want to take time right now for all of our listeners. uh, And I want to thank you for listening. And I also want to encourage you as well to write a review and also to leave uh, a rating uh, for Church Talk with Isaac. If you've been blessed, if you've been listening for any amount of time and this platform has been an asset, has been a blessing to you, I want to encourage you to make sure that you write a review. And the reason why this is important is because when you write a review, it actually makes this platform more visible to those who may be looking for Christian podcasts such as this one. Uh, so when they type certain topics in, they type, uh, you know, certain certain uh, yeah topics within the search field. Uh, this podcast will be one that pops up. So the more uh, the more ratings it has, the more popular it becomes. The more popular it becomes, the greater reach that it has. So again, I thank you all so very much. So go ahead and uh, write a review for me. And also leave a rating here. There's five stars. You can leave a rating if you're listening uh, through Apple. And I really do appreciate it. I want to move on and I want to get into today's topic. Um, If you've been listening for the past couple episodes, I've been talking about the apostle. What is an apostle? I did two um, different episodes on what is an apostle. Uh, There's more that I can that I can explore. I also uh, actually let's do this. I want to encourage you visit our uh, I pastor a church in Park Forest, Illinois, uh, Encounter Worship Center, and we did two different schools of the apostles. If you want to know more about the apostolic, those teachings are actually made available on my website. Uh, excuse me, on our church website, uh, EncounterWC.com. You can go click on media. And you'll actually find the teachings. I want to say in total we did the teachings in 2018 and also 2019. And I want to say that there are maybe eight to nine teachings um, on the apostolic where I teach. Uh, There are also other guests that came in uh, that were invited in to teach as well. Um, uh, Men such as uh, 2018 we had Apostle John Eckhart. We had Apostle Brian Meadows. We had Dr. Jonathan Welton and Apostle Dion Campbell the following year. So these are all speakers that you can actually go and listen to the teachings for free. Um, We also had the following year. We had Pastor Danny Silk. We had uh, Apostle Ian Carroll. 
uh, Brian Meadows was with us again in, tw- in 2019, uh, Prophetess Michelle McLean Walters, as well as Pastor William McDowell uh, and myself. So you'll be able to hear from all of these speakers. And uh, I encourage you just go on, uh, just go on the website and you can download the teachings. It's absolutely free. And hopefully you can be enriched and learn more about the apostolic. What I want to do today, I said last uh, episode that I wanted to take time and maybe unfold uh, some of the other uh, gifts, such as the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist, the prophet, um, because we talk about the apostolic. But I actually want to talk today and I want to explore some of the differences between an apostle and a pastor. So I want to talk today about that. What's the difference between a pastor and an apostle? Because the reason is because, uh, for one, I know that you have I have various people that listen to this platform from various backgrounds. And um, when we talk about the apostle and the apostolic, some people may ask the question or the question may be raised uh, that's that that asks, well, if the apostle does this, then what's the role of pastors? And the reason why that may be a popular question is because throughout the years, we have made the pastor the one who actually runs and spearheads the local church. Uh, But now that we're getting more revelation and understanding on the apostle and the role of apostles within the church, we we almost have to redefine the other uh, ministry gifts and graces so that so that we understand where all of them fit within the greater scheme of things. Uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse 11, it says, and God gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting or maturing of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, So we want to talk about that. I want to take time today and talk about the pastor. What does the pastor do? What's the difference between a pastor and an apostle? Now, I'm not going to spend much time on the apostle because we dealt with that in the in the previous in the past uh, episodes, the two previous uh, episodes. So I want to take time and I want to talk about uh, the pastor. We know that the apostle is an enculturator. Right. But what's a pastor? While apostles are enculturators, one of the things that we have to understand about the pastor is that the word pastor means shepherd. So pastors are primarily given the responsibility to shepherd. This is what that means. Shepherds are given the responsibility to guard, to protect, to care for, which includes feeding, cleaning, anointing, shearing and housing sheep. Now, we know that sheep represents the people of God. So they are the the uh, I say it this way, in a sense, they are the caregivers of the kingdom of God. They are the caregivers of the church. They are the ones who are given the responsibility to care for the sheep, which is why Jesus said that if one sheep goes astray, uh, that he would leave the ninety nine and go after the one because shepherds are given the responsibility to make sure that the people of God do not go astray. I actually I love what pastors do and I respect what pastors do. But one of the things that I've made extremely clear, even to our church Encounter Worship Center, is that my uh, my primary giftings, I'm talking about me personally, my primary giftings are apostolic, uh, teaching and prophetic. 
my weak points, let me just be honest, are, are, are uh, uh, being pastoral and being evangelistic. So because of that, what I actually need, what our church need is a, is a greater plurality and emphasis in raising up of pastoral gifts and evangelistic gifts because those are not my strong suits. What I've had to learn to do over time is become more pastoral and become more evangelistic uh, because even as a, as a church planter, as someone who oversees a local work, who has planted a local work, although I may not be a pastor by gift, meaning that I am a pastor, a five-fold gift pastor, I'm not one, I have a responsibility to pastor people. So uh, just like, let me give you an example. You may not be a prophet, but every believer has the responsibility to prophesy. All right. You may not be an evangelist by gift, but every believer has the responsibility to uh, to evangelize, as Paul told Timothy, to do the work of the evangelist. So although I may not be a pastor by gift, I am given the responsibility as a church planter to pastor um, people. So I'm given the responsibility to shepherd, to guard, to protect, to tend to, to feed uh, with knowledge and understanding. So those are those are some of the things if you're called to plant a church uh, such as myself, that you may not be called as a pastor gift, but you are called to pastor people as a responsibility. Pastoring as a gift or someone who's a pastor as a gift, their dominant grace, meaning that uh, their essence, their nature is to guard. Their nature is to protect. Their nature is to is to anoint. It's to feed. It's to house. It's to want to to keep safe. It's to want to to gather. I love what pastors do because one of the things that pastors are called to do uh, is is uh, be the guardian of the soul. Pastors are actually soul guardians. If you look at Psalms chapter twenty three, one of the things that we discover is that God is a shepherd. Um, Jesus is a shepherd, and one I believe that Psalms twenty three that's one of the most famous. Uh, a psalms that we have learned as believers if you're a christian if you grew up as a christian you probably learned psalms 23 as a kid the lord is my shepherd i shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leaves me beside the still waters he restores my soul so forth and so on uh everyone knows psalms 23 and i love that because although that psalm uh it it, it unveils god as a shepherd I also believe that that psalm reveals the nature of pastors, those who are called as pastors by grace, pastors by gift. Um, one of the things that we find is that pastors, it says that it says that the Lord, he restores my soul. So one of the things that we find out about the pastor is that pastors are the restorers of the soul. They are guardians of the soul. They are the ones who tends to the um, to the state of the soul, the mind, the will, the emotions, the the uh, the intellect. Uh, uh, they tend to the soulish 
parts of, of man. They tend to the souls of a man. And this is what that means. Pastors are the ones that's going to walk with you um, when you go through various uh, trials. They are the ones who are called to uh, primarily tend to the state of your soul, meaning that if you are unhealthy or if you are toxic in your soul or toxic in your emotions or toxic in your relationships, it's actually the pastor who helps you to create a sense of health in your relationships, in your soul, where they begin to do the soul work, the soul caring. Uh, work of the church that is one of their responsibilities so um, as the guardians of the soul as the ones who are given the responsibility to care pastors also as I as I talk about um, about the apostle as I've talked about in previous episodes about the prophet I talk about how as this gift as an apostle as a prophet and even now as a pastor your responsibility is to release your nature so that the people that you're called to actually becomes more pastoral not to say that they're going to become pastors because a pastor is something that you're born as right so it doesn't mean that they're going to become a pastor but as a pastor one of the things that you do from within your nature is you make those around you more pastoral so pastors actually have the grace to release the grace to care as Jesus cares because Jesus was a pastor all right one of the things we have to understand about Jesus is that he actually was the embodiment he was a manifestation of all five gifts so Jesus was an apostle he was a prophet he was a pastor he was a teacher he was an evangelist uh, he was an evangelist excuse me so he was the embodiment of all five gifts. So when he ascended on high, he released these five gifts that um, that that the church would be um, aligned and perfected and that we would uh, be given the opportunity to grow up into him uh, who is the head, which is Christ. So pastors actually release the nature of Jesus as the one who cares. They release the caring grace of Jesus Christ. So pastors impart a grace to care for people. They impart a grace to care for the needs of others in areas where you might have been selfish before. Um, they, they, they're able to open up the eyes of those in whom they're called to lead and guide and cultivate. And they show them, hey, look, if you want to be more like Jesus, you need to learn how to not be selfish and you need to learn how to care for one another. I want to say this typically where there's a lack of empathy, there's probably a lack of pastoral presence. Let me say that again. Typically when or where there is a lack of empathy, there's probably a lack of pastoral presence. The reason why I say that is because, again, when we look at Psalms 23, one of the things that we see that shepherds do, God or Jesus, the shepherd does. And I believe pastors do. It says this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So in other words, this is what this is saying about pastors. Pastors are those 
who are actually given the grace to go through those dark times with you. When you go, when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can have no fear because pastors are actually there to walk with you through that and they guide you with understanding. Their rod and their staff brings comfort to you because they're able to guide you in, uh, when you're walking through seasons that you may not necessarily be able to see as clearly. It may be dark seasons. It may be depressing seasons. It may be uh, overwhelming or overbearing seasons that you're going through. Shepherds are there to help walk you through hard seasons. They're there to guide you. They're there to rebuke you. And they're there to comfort you. Pastors are those who walk with you through the valley of the shadow of death. So we need pastors, pastors in the local church. They're there to provide counsel um, to the sheep, to the to the people of God. They're there to to uh, to provide advice. They're there to provide discipleship. They're there to provide protection. They're there once again to rebuke you. They're there to guide you. They're there to be a guide unto you. And above all, pastors are there to love you. So pastors are necessary. Anyway, well, let me say this and I'm going to conclude is that although today in the 21st century, we have made the pastor the dominant gift within the local church. Ironically, you only see the word pastor one time in the New Testament. And when you see that, it is the word in Ephesians chapter 411, where it says he's given some to be pastors. But ironically, nowhere through scripture um, do you actually see a pastor at work. The only time that you uh, see uh, some correlation to what a pastor does is actually in his relationship to the elder, where it says that elders are given the responsibility to shepherd and to oversee. In other words, to pastor and to bishop um, the local church, um, the sheep. So... You know, we have made the pastor the dominant uh, grace within the local church when the pastor is actually <laughs> the grace that's spoken of the least amount of times in Scripture. The apostle is spoken of more times in the Scripture. Uh, the prophet is spoken of more times in Scripture in the Old and the New Testament. Even the teacher and the evangelist, where we actually see an evangelist doing something through the life of Philip, we see them... But we never see anyone named specifically as a pastor, which means this, that although a pastor can lead a church, I went over that in the, in the last episode that I believe pastors can lead churches where you can have a senior leader who is a pastor. And we have many senior leaders today that are pastors, and that's absolutely fine. They can be healthy churches. They can be growing churches. Um, they can be churches that raise up other leaders and all of those great things, although you have that. Typically, what you see within a model, a new covenant model, is that you not just you not only have one pastor, you have a plurality of pastors working together to shepherd the flock of God, a plurality of pastors. Even if the senior leader is a pastor, he cannot be the only pastor in the church there. There must be, I believe, if, if it's to be a healthy ministry, you have to have a plurality of pastors, especially as the church grows. The larger the church grows, I believe the more pastors that are necessary to tend to the needs of the church uh, and the needs of the people within the church to care and to love uh, them. All right. So listen, I love y'all. I hope that this brought some understanding to the 
to the ministry gift of pastor. Uh, listen, if you have not written a review, if you have not rated it, a church talk with Isaac, I encourage you to do so. Listen, I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I pray you all have a blessed and productive week. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.